Hello everyone, this is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast. I've been doing a series of Hope for the Holidays, and today I wanted to leave you with some inspirational thoughts to make you think about Christmas season and why we have it and what's truly the deeper meaning of it all. So I want to share a little story that occurred this year when I was bringing items down from my attic to decorate for Christmas. Years ago, I got a beautiful nativity, which really was not an expensive nativity, but it caught my eye, and it's pretty large. And so I've always been trying to find the right place for this nativity. So I did this year. Um, I've got a piece of furniture in my dining room that I thought, you know, why haven't I thought about this before? It's the perfect size for this nativity. So I was bringing down the pieces individually, and I noticed that when I went to put baby Jesus in the manger, the legs had broken. And I thought, oh my goodness, what do I do with this? broken baby Jesus. So I had multiple thoughts run through my mind. Well, do I glue them back together? Do I throw out the nativity? I'm in a clean out mode these days. Usually if things are broken or if I'm not going to use it, out it goes. But the more I sat there and thought about it, I thought, wow, broken baby Jesus. He grew up to be broken on a cross. So I thought, you know, it's probably only fitting that broken baby Jesus is in the manger. So I began to to think on this and study a little more deeply into the Christmas story, and the crucifixion story. So just bear with me as I connect some dots for you. Maybe give you a little bit of background of what life was like at the time of Jesus' birth. So how were children in Roman civilization treated? Jesus would have been considered what they called a mamzer, a mamzer meaning um, he was illegitimate. Um, He was the descendant of a forbidden relationship between two Jews. Now, what's interesting, if Joseph had been Roman, based on what Romans were doing to children at that time, Jesus probably wouldn't have survived if Joseph had been Roman. So what did Roman culture What did King Herod do to babies at the time of Jesus' birth? Well, if a child was born the wrong gender, meaning a girl, if the child was illegitimate, let's say a wealthy family didn't want the estate that they had to be divided up, or if a family lived in poverty, do you know what happened to these babies? They were killed. And so um, most of them died. Abandoned children were often left um, 
on a dump or on what they called a dung hill. Most of them died. Sometimes they were rescued, but and if they were, then they actually were um, sent into slavery if they actually survived, if their family wanted to discard them. So interestingly enough, Jesus came into this world with all these things going against him. And so back to my broken baby Jesus, I've had this nativity set for years. And I thought, you know, it has been fine up in this attic for years and years and years. Why, of all years, do I bring baby Jesus down from the attic and he's broken? Well, chances are the surrounding, the environment, the heat of the attic was just too much for my little baby Jesus to withstand. And so he is broken. So I started doing a little bit of research into the crucifixion. I don't know what you're aware of, but at the time of Jesus' death, he was in between two criminals. Now, what would normally happen if someone was being crucified? And interestingly enough, the Romans took the concept of crucifixion from the Persian Empire. So it was not uniquely Roman. They borrowed it from the Persians, the idea of crucifying someone. So when Jesus died, they did not want um, the, the criminals, or Jesus for that matter, to still be suffocating on the cross into the Sabbath. And so what they would normally do is break the legs of those on the cross um, to hasten the death process. Because what would happen is criminals would try to push themselves up with their feet to take a deep breath. And of course, if the legs were broken, um, well, they would suffocate. Now, what's interesting is Jesus' legs were not broken on the cross. He had already died. Some commentaries that I read suggested that he probably had a heart attack. Now the two criminals, one on each side of him, their legs were broken to hasten the death process. So um, all this could take place before the Sabbath. So I got to thinking, you know, I don't know what the conditions of your life have been like this this year. I don't know if you feel like the elements, your environment, have heated up so much that you are just broken. You are broken in your heart. You are broken maybe in your mind. You're having psychological pain this, this Christmas. But I'm reminded of the breath of life the breath of life that comes from God. In studying what the breath of life was, is and, and what the Hebrew terms are, there are a couple of terms for breath that are given. And I know I'm not saying this correctly, but neshema is used to refer to the breath in all forms of life. It's uh, 
used with reference to God's breath. Uh, it's also used um, to give us the idea, the concept that God is also the sovereign of life. Life and breath come from him and come from him alone. He's also one who takes away life. But perhaps this year in your brokenness, you need a new breath of life. Well, friends, that's exactly what Jesus came to do. He knew that the circumstances of life for all of us would heat up to the point that maybe sometimes we wish we could just end it all. Well, God, through his son Jesus, ended it all so we could have a second chance. So his breath of life could come into our life, our hearts, our minds, to help us start anew to help us move forward. That's what hope is. Hope is the ability to be future-minded. Not that life is the same. Perhaps you're experiencing something and life will not be the same, but that doesn't mean you can't move forward. You need a new breath of life. So I want you to think about Christmas this year in a whole new light. For God to breathe his life into you. When you feel like everything is going against you. Just the way Jesus came into this world with everything against him. Perhaps you feel that same way too. Because of the conditions that this year has brought to you. Perhaps you feel like life is suffocating you. Friends, I ask in your brokenness that you would simply reach out and ask our Heavenly Father who created you and loves you more than any person, human person ever can. Reach out to Him and say, God, I need you this Christmas season to breathe new life into my heart, my mind, my brokenness. So friends, I leave this thought with you. Remember, Jesus came and was broken and crucified to give us a second chance, to give us hope to move forward. So please think on these things as you enter the Christmas season. Don't give up. Keep going. Let me just add to that, that because you are human, you have been given and created in the image of God. The image of God in you means that you have a choice. You don't have to live as a victim. You don't have to be a victim and walk through life thinking that you'll never get over these conditions that you found yourself in this year. Know that your volition and your choice and your free will are very, very powerful. 
And it's God's gift to you to see what you will do in your harsh and heated and broken circumstances. So with everything you have in you, hang on, but more importantly, hang on to God, your creator. So with these closing thoughts, I wish you all a merry, merry Christmas. And may your heart and may your mind have hope. Until next time, this is Shireen with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast.